Welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Dunham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode. If you're new here, I'm Helen Denham. I'm a mindset mentor for women. I really help women heal at a subconscious level first and foremost so that they can initiate radical change from a place of peace and ultimately create a life that feels like heaven on earth. Today we have the wonderful Gina DeVee joining us. We're talking about embodying the queen archetype, magnetizing wealth, living in alignment, and everything around that. So Gina is the founder of Divine Living, which is a multi-million dollar lifestyle brand and women's empowerment company. She is a sought after speaker and success coach with a master's degree in clinical psychology. And her mission now is to activate the new feminine entrepreneurs through inspiring content, bold business trainings, and life-changing luxurious live events. She's taking a stand for meaningful careers and elegant global lifestyles in today's wave of spiritual women owning their power. So while you're listening, you can find Gina on Instagram at Gina DeVee and I'm at Helen Denham underscore. So hit us up, let us know what you're learning, enjoy the episode, and I'll talk to you on the flip side. Well, the first question I love to ask guests is how do you like to start your days off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to? I do. I do. And I'm not functioning as powerfully without them. So if I don't do them, it really does show up. I... When I'm on, I'd start with meditation. I find that if I do it first thing in the morning, I'm in that sort of still sleepy but awake mode, um, and I get a deeper meditation than if I don't. I also don't end up doing it (laughs) if I don't do it literally when I wake up. So I do sit up. I don't lay down. I stay in bed, do the meditation, um, and then I have coffee, and then I read and journal And when I'm in the United States, I work out, (laughs) but not Europe. Totally. How did you come into having a spiritual practice and a mindfulness practice? Was that a slow build or, or how long have you been committed to that? Oh, no. Um, And I talk about this in a fun way in my book. I grew up in a basically a fundamentalist Christian household. So um, the good part of that is, you know, all about um, God and the Holy Spirit out, right out of the womb. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, went to church three times a week and, and so always had a relationship with God, um, you know, from a very young age. Mm-hmm. Did that programming affect you in one way or the other? Like when you grew up in that environment, like what was the shift out of that? For example, if there was a shift out of that, what did that look like? I'm still shifting. Uh-huh. Uh, it, you know, like I said, there was, um, there's a lot of blessing that comes with it in terms of, you know, I was very familiar with scripture and had a relationship with God, believed in miracles and, um, and that whole piece, the particular church and kind of, uh, yeah, community that I grew up in was quite dogmatic and very rigid. So as I, and I was such a like compliant people pleaser, codependent, I just went along with it. I think that people either go really compliant or really defiant. And I chose the compliant track. 
until I got into my early to mid 20s, where I started started the process of getting more into alliance with what was true for me. Because it wasn't true for me to throw it all out. And it wasn't true for me that there was like no drinking, no dancing, no smoking, like, like, like just everything was kind of good or bad or right or wrong. And, and who I more naturally am has more shades of gray. So um, that was a journey that I started in my twenties and I am now 49 and I'm still, you know, I'm much further along now, but still unhooking and really evaluating what's my truth and what was the programming. Absolutely. I mean, what, what is your truth at this point? What feels true in your bones? What feels authentic to you to have a relationship with spirit? Oh, um, that, that part was, that part was always easier for me because my truth with the divine was always there. I meant more like, I'll just like rules about life and how to do life and relationship and that kind of, um, that kind of stuff took more unhooking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But this relationship with kind of something bigger than us, like, I guess that's what I mean. Like, what does that mean to you? Like, what is your relationship with the spirit world look like, um, in general, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, it's a great question. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about how to, um, it's a big question. It's a complicated question that I'm not sure any of us totally have the answer to. I mean, for me, my relationship with the divine for the, so first of all, I'm Sicilian. And the, the one thing I don't appreciate about the divine is, is God is a very crappy assistant. <laughs> <laughs> does not do what I say when I want it done and, and, and all of that. But I would say in general, um, my quest is about being guided about having the clarity come about witnessing the syn- synchronicities, um, seeing them and experiencing the miracles, um, learning to live more on spiritual principle than man-made ones. Mm. And so that, um, that is a fun ride and a fun adventure. Absolutely. Thank you for answering that so gracefully, because I think it's one of these big questions that all of us ponder um, in any kind of coming of age and every transition that we go through. And it really shapes our character, how we run business, how we enter partnerships, how we parent, I suppose. And Mm -hmm. it's just interesting to get a little insight into how everybody perceives this. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us about, I'd love to hear about your book and just like your journey to becoming an author in the first place and just leadership in, in your feminine power. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The book is called The Audacity to be Queen, The Unapologetic Art of Dreaming Big and uh, Manifesting Your Most Fabulous Life. And it's really, it's it's part memoir, part personal development. I'm a former um, struggling broke psychotherapist that went on a journey and um, created a multi-million dollar women's empowerment company and lifestyle brand and had the pleasure of working with thousands of women over you know, about 20 years now and in over a hundred countries, um, from building businesses to personal development, to spiritual development. And finally, you know, just felt like it was time to put it all in a book. 
so that someone didn't have to sign up for a course or come to a live event to be able to get the the content and the wisdom and the fun and the flair. Um, so that's what had me write the book. Totally. Okay. So much to dive into between that. It sounds like there was a major quantum leap. I'm curious to know about how that came to be that you went from like being a broke kind of psychologist to, to leading this multi-million dollar business. Like what was that shift like? Oh yes. Well, it's, um, there were some quantum leaps in there, but most of it was step-by-step. Step. And that's what I think everyone should give themselves some grace on is that, you know, any progress is progress. So yes, I went from broke, struggling psychotherapist to, um, broke, struggling life coach <laughs> to, um, you know, my work is based on the ancient story of Queen Esther of Persia, mm. where, um, it's really about being the queen of your life. And when I would teach that story, I would also it kind of, I would teach it from an internal symbolic basis. And then I kind of realized here I am talking about being the queen of your life and queens aren't broke, but I was. So then I went on, I do believe you teach what you want to learn. And I went on a journey of um, transforming my own relationship with money and that kind of thing. So I then somehow became like fell into business coaching, I should say, um, and really found so much joy and fulfillment in empowering women through financial success because of who we become in the process. So um, did that for about 15 years and then transitioned out of that. Where are we? 22, um, last year, maybe the last year and a half or so. And now have kind of come more full circle in um, the content of the book. And, and I have a kind of a brand now around own your throne. So it's really becoming the queen in every area of your life. Um, so that was kind of the arc and the progression. Love that. You know, I, there are a couple things I want to touch on with you. First of all, will you give us a little history of queen Esther of Persia? Was that her name? I'd love to hear a little bit about that story. Yes, yes, yes. Well, um, you know, it's, it's based on the book of Esther in the Bible. So Jews know it from the, from Purim, Christians know it from the Bible. And what it was, she was a Jewish orphan girl that um, was cat orphaned and then cast out of Israel where she was sent to Persia, treated like a second class citizen. The King had just gotten rid of the queen at the time. And they rounded up all the young maidens of the land, threw them in the palace harem where they were to prepare for a year with beauty treatments and special foods before they could even be presented to the King uh, where he was going to pick his next queen. And so there's a lot of detail and, and, and beautiful nuance in the story, but basically Esther hid her identity. She didn't take herself out of the game. She didn't say, I'll never be picked because I'm this Jewish orphan girl. And in fact, she does become the one that is chosen unbeknownst to the king that he has now crowned this Jewish orphan girl to be the queen of Persia. At the same time, the king's best friend, Haman, um, issued a law in the land to kill, destroy, and annihilate all the Jews. And so her cousin, she had one living cousin, and he went to her and he's like, you have to go to the king. You have to expose who you are, reveal your identity, and and plead for the life of your people. And she's like, no, 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 I can't do that. Like, it's against palace protocol to go to the king before being summoned first. And Mordecai and the most famous line in the whole story is Esther for such a time as this you have been called into royalty to save your people 
And why I think this story is so powerful is like, I think so many of us women were like, no, 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 not me. Like, I don't know enough. I'm not enough. I don't have enough certifications. I'm not old enough. I'm not experienced enough. I'm not whatever the story is. And God really has a calling on all of our lives. And it's exactly who we are and where we grew up and what family we came into and what we've overcome that we are meant to do what we are meant to do. And so she finally gets it. And she says, okay, I will go to the king. And if I perish, I perish, but go and gather the people and pray and fast for me. And I will do the same. So she first goes into spiritual principle. And this is some of what I get into the depths of, of she doesn't take masculine massive action. She goes into feminine spiritual principle and really gets her guidance from the divine. And then she comes out after three days wearing her royal robes, goes and presents herself before the king. And the king says, Esther, what is it? Even up to half my kingdom, it'll be given to you. And she's like, come to a banquet and uh, I'll tell you then. And mm -hmm. oh, bring your best friend, Haman. So the king and Haman go to the banquet and he's like, what is it that you want? I'll give you anything. And he's, or up to half of the kingdom, I'll give it to you. And she's like, come tomorrow to another banquet and I will tell you then. And so they come again and she says, I am a Jew and there's been a law issued to kill the Jews. Will you please save us? And the king's like, who would do such a vile thing? And she confronts, it was Haman. The king puts Haman to death and I'll give you the shorter version. And then uh, basically the king's army still goes out to kill the Jews, but the Jews fight back and are victorious. And Esther is the heroine, in my opinion, of all time. So it's not just Esther's story from a historical context, but it's really the heroine's journey and the story of us all, that we're all the most unlikely candidate. We've all been symbolically, if not literally, orphaned and exiled and taken out of our comfort zone. And yet all along, God has prepared us for such a time as this. And it's up to us to show up for ourselves, reveal our identity, save our people and contribute in the way that only we can. Mm, thank you for sharing that. I love that. I love a good story. And it really, um, it makes sense that this, this would lead you into your work and what you're teaching in general. It reminds me of one of my mentors. She says, you know, it's really not about the law of attraction. It's about the law of worthiness. You receive what you believe you are worthy to receive. Mm -hmm. That's something I've been just overcoming this last few months has just been like, as I call in new clients or expand my business, like how worthy do I feel of receiving it? Because I've just noticed that I've blocked myself, which is something that I think a lot of solopreneurs, entrepreneurs learn is that the business journey is quite a spiritual one because you keep coming up against self-limiting beliefs. So my question for you is what kind of self-limiting beliefs came up for you as you were scaling your business and really stepping into your power that were big ones that you learned to overcome? Popping in for a moment to chat with you about my mentorship offering. This is a private one-on-one -on -one seven week series with me that is designed for the woman who is ready to change her life. It's for the woman who is ready to feel safe and grounded, clear on what she wants and exactly how to get there. The woman who feels confident in her power and able to express, release emotion and becomes optimistic about what's to come. And we really get you there. We help you to create a new paradigm using habit and routine formation. We explore the subconscious deeply. We activate your highest self and we lean into shadow and alchemize and release that stagnancy, any density that's built up there. Most importantly, we create a space of unconditional compassion, 
of safety for you to navigate the depths of your experience and to take a look at those triggers and what has been holding you back so that you can create a life that feels like heaven on earth. And I'm at a point now where I have seen such radical change in the women that have come through this container that I guarantee your life will change in a profound way. And to my pleasant surprise, I've actually been working with a lot of women who are budding coaches and mentors themselves. So that's been such a blessing and a pleasure to be be of service in that way. I have other women who are with me to simply work on their spiritual growth and dig deeper into who they are as a human being and a spirit having a physical experience. And I have some women who are just navigating big life changes who need support. So if this sounds like you, if this is feeling like this is your call forward to up level in your life and really blossom, especially, you know, in this new season that we find ourselves in, you can just go to my website, helendenham.com, and you will find that you can book a free 30 minute power session with me to get to know one another and determine if this is in alignment for you. Okay. Thank you so much for listening back to the episode. I think the only one I didn't have was the fraud complex. Ah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I think that's so ridiculous with women. Like, I mean, I had so much stuff around wealth, consciousness, self worth, being good enough. Do I have what it takes? Am I good with business? You know, like, like, like boundaries, codependency, leadership, like all of it, all of it, all of it. So I think it pretty much had everything except. I mean, the whole fraud thing is so weird to me. Like nobody here is saying like, I went to Harvard medical school and I'm a surgeon and I'm going to cut into you. Like that is what a fraud is. <laughs> Most of us are teaching what we want to learn. And if we're being in integrity along the way, you know, I could never sell my first business program saying, here's, um, you know, how to make, how I made $10,000 a month because I hadn't made $10,000 a month yet. Um, but I did know how to set up the online infrastructure to get those clients. And so, you know, it's like when you start where you're at and then you you go from there, but we're all teaching what we want to learn. Even that's what I'm doing with queenhood. I'm still learning how to be a queen. I really love that you talk about this as like teaching what we have yet to learn because you kind of flip it on its head. Most people are saying, well, I'm teaching what I already know, but Um, it's really cool to hear you say this because it's like you're teaching from experience. You're walking through kind of the same gauntlet as everybody else as you learn and prepare to teach from experience. So what are you learning in your current program about yourself that's preparing you to teach it? This one is about the deeper spiritual development. Um, Really, you know, like what I'm going to say might not sound so profound, except if you're experiencing it, you know, it's like such a deep level of trust from the universe. Um, so in relationship about being guided, um, other pieces that I've been grappling with lately is okay, spiritual principle, it sounds great. And it sounds nice. Ask and it is given and, um, you know, knock and the door will be open. And like, you know, all things are possible with God. And it's, it's, it's easy to like, feel good with the notion. And 
I've really been looking for the physical evidence of it being true because Mm -hmm. that, you know, nobody, I mean, we, I guess we all need another feel good thing, but we, to, to really show up in the world in the way that we desire and the way that we crave and are capable of, we've got to see the physical manifestation of the transformation or the breakthrough. And I think that that has just been brainwashed into us that that means massive action. That means 18 hour days. That means six, seven days a week. That means like no pain, no gain and take the bull by the horns. And I've never been interested in that. And I've over the years become less, 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 and less interested in any form of hustle grinder, massive action. And so I've really been leaning into like nowhere in any scriptures, let alone the Bible, does it say work really, 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 really hard, do a bunch of stuff you hate, and then you'll be blessed and make a bunch of money. It's delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and all these things will be added unto you. And so I've really been finding my way. I was you know, fortunate enough to be very successful as a business coach. And though I was always spiritually inclined, I really relied on tactical Facebook ads, funnels, affiliate programs, like the, the, the masculine approach to business growth and traffic and money-making and all of that. And a couple of years ago, I stopped all Facebook ads and funnels. And a year and a half ago, I shut down all of my business programs as well. And so leaning into is like, wow, well, if I want to teach spirituality, you know, like, could it really, like, that's just fun for me and juicy. And it's like, could it really be that easy? But translation is, are people really going to pay for that? Am I going to be as successful here as I was with the other? Like, is the money still going to show up if I'm not doing the pound the pavement kind of vibe? And so I've been kind of uh, not walking on water, but like just really trusting the divine at a much deeper place and seeing the the physical, the financial evidence show up in a different way because I'm not doing the same things of funnel building and Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like this, it's this trust fall, but also seeing it to believe it in the evidence that's appearing. And it sounds like it's like, I'd love how you were explaining this by comparing it to scripture. Like as we feel it, we magnetize that reality closer to us. Mm-hmm. Like we become a magnet to how we're feeling in the present moment. Mm-hmm. Were there any beliefs around like success and and allowing yourself to even make a certain amount of money that you had to overcome when you were when you were scaling? Because I, just to give you an example, I guess I find that sometimes I wonder if it's if it's even ethical to like be charging a certain amount and like growing and just being like, okay, well, am I going to be ostracized? Are people going to be afraid of me? Or am I going to push people away by getting wealthier and all these things? Did you ever face any anything like that? I, I mean, I had self-worth issues around charging. I never had judgment issues on, is that ethical? Mm-hmm. Um, so part of my progression was getting into a vibrational match of what felt really good for me. Um, 
my brand has always been the luxury brand of personal development. So fairly quickly into it, you know, I went from started out charging, you know, $25 for life coaching sessions Mm -hmm. to, um, and and it was a, it was a progression. I mean, then I charged a hundred bucks and then, you know, and then it, it went on and on, but, you know, fairly quickly, I, became known, you know, my programs were between 10 and a hundred thousand. So 10, 20, 50,000, a hundred thousand. Cause I, I just saw and believed in the value of it. And I saw the transformation that people were getting out of it. So I also, I really let my business model be high touch, low tech. Um, you know, I love that. I like, I love knowing my people. I mean, I teach mass classes too, and that's fine. And I don't know everybody in those classes, but a lot of the, the masterminds and the, the destination travel groups that I do, um, I just really saw that people liked stepping into a large container and I don't know, I would, I would say, um, you know, creating luxurious packages is probably my specialty. I love that. I love the ownership of that. And just like the queen energy of that, exactly like you're teaching just luxury. Yes. Well, you know, I mean, there's different ways to make money. I mean, there's a lot of people making big money and they're charging whatever, $99. And there's just a massive amount of volume. You know, I I crossed seven figures with a 5,000 person list and 12 people bought a hundred thousand dollar program. So I made 1.2 million off of 12 people. What does that even feel like to have that money come into your bank account? And then like on a, you know, basic level, like what do you even do with your money when you get that much money? Do you invest it? Do you put it back into your business? Like, can you give us a little insight into what managing your money at that level looks like? Sure. Sorry. My hotel room phones. Okay. So, um, (laughs) so, you know, I think that women like us are about growth and there's all like, I was always really, and am always really clear on my next level growth desires. So I've never quote unquote had enough money for all of my desires mm-hmm. because I'm always growing. You know, I either wanted to hire a, a higher level coach. I wanted to reinvest in my business in some way. I wanted to invest in, you know, stocks or real estate or have a savings account or buy a home or whatever it was. So the, you know, for me, that wasn't more money than I knew what to do with. I I knew where it was all going. Um, So, and it it felt, I'll I'll tell you what it did. Like it felt freeing. Mm. It felt very abundant. Um, it felt, it, I mean, it, it, it does feel, um, you're editing this, right? Okay. I, I will edit this out. I can't really hear it at all though. So don't even oh, worry about it. Okay, then, then no, I'll... it's very, very subtle. Mm-hmm, okay. You're good. Um, so sorry about that. So That's okay. uh, when, when it first came in, it felt very freeing, very abundant, very exciting, very, um, like, oh, wow, this stuff really works. You know, when you have the mindset and you have the purpose and you have the the desire to help someone in a certain way, um, you know, and, and, and 
people, it's not just like I got paid a hundred thousand. People have done really well with it. Like if you know who Jen Sincero is of You Are a Badass, she was my client in one of those first groups and, you know, ended up dedicating her second book, You Are a Badass at Making Money to me because of all of the success. And I could tell story after story after story in different fields and industries like that. So it's not like I was just collecting and, you know, people were benefiting massively as a result. And so, you know, and that was back in what, 2010, and I've been doing it ever since. So even today, when I um, have a client sign up, it's not as new. Um, it is, it's always an honor. And um, I'm more selective than ever with who I work with privately or in my high end own your throne mastermind program. So in that sense, it's very, um, it's exciting. And uh, what do I want to say? It's like, it's purposeful. Like, I feel like so grateful. That's what I was looking for. Mm. So grateful that I get to do the work I love with really cool people and be paid really well. I love that. So expansive to hear you say that. And and I love that you talk about just having clarity on where you're even going to put your money. And it just reminds me that I was just thinking about this today. I was just hiring my, my own business coach today and thinking about how people kind of get into debt or spend beyond their means to invest in like a home, but we don't talk about that with business as much. So I was just saying, you know, giving myself permission to stretch a little bit to get to the next level and knowing that it will return tenfold because it always does when I invest in myself. So exactly. on that note, yeah, if people right. want to invest in themselves with you, <laughs> how can we work with you if we're interested in that? Or where can we find your book, etc.? Sure, sure, sure. Um, well, come on over to divineliving.com. You're going to see everything there. If you go to divineliving.com forward slash book, you can get the book, uh, Audible, Kindle, or hardcover there. Um, the free companion course for the book is divineliving.com forward slash audacity. And you don't have to buy the book to get that, but obviously it's going to go together and it's going to help you if you do. Um, I would say I have this really cool app. It's called the Q Club app. It's for all things queen. You can get a free trial at divineliving.com forward slash app. I have other programs as well, but if you go to uh, one of those, you'll you'll probably get on the list and then you can follow me on Instagram at Gina Divi. Perfect. Thank you so much, Gina. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. I love the stories that you gave us too. Thank you for being here. Oh, absolutely. My great pleasure. And thanks so much for having me. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in some area of your life. And as always, everything mentioned is linked in the description below. And final note on my end is that I'm running full moon circles every month, which is so exciting. It's the perfect opportunity for us to come together as sisters and community as we navigate the different cosmic energies at play. So I'll take us through an oracle card reading, we'll do journal prompts together and then I'll take you through a guided hypno journey which is like a beautiful visualization journey for about 30 minutes so come in your comfy clothes light a candle bring your journal and just get ready to have a really nice time together um, I'll leave the link in the description below for the next one and if you have any questions or just want to chat and get in touch I'm on Instagram at Helen Denham underscore and at the lifted podcast Okay, thank you so much for being here and I will talk to you on the next one. Bye for now.